0: Welcome back to the Tech & Techers podcast, where we talk all things football, tech, Web3, and NFTs, brought to you by NFTFC. NFTFC is developing a platform to support athletes early in their careers without having to take percentages of their future earnings. Our platform aims to enhance the relationship between upcoming players and supporters by giving our members benefits and direct access to our players' journey. If you want to check out more about the project or get involved, you can find us at nftsc.club. Or if you want to get involved in the community, you can join our Discord to continue the conversation. All of our links will be in the show notes. This week, we sit down with Phil Jones from Man United and Andy Marston, who have created a project called Red Lion Sports Club. It was a pleasure to sit down with these two and talk about the future of NFTs in football and what they're doing to provide benefits to supporters. Enjoy. All right, cool. All right, well, let's kick things off then. Welcome, guys, to the first live episode of Tech & Techers. Uh, today, we are joined by Phil Jones and Andy Marston. Uh, they are both running a project called Red Lion Sports Club. Uh, we'll start off with a few introductions. I don't think this man needs any introductions, but Phil, for the you people listening that might not know you, do you want to just introduce yourself and maybe just how your NFT journey started um, and what you think of the space so far? Yeah,
1: thanks. Um, yeah, I'm uh, currently playing for Man United. Um and yeah, I just this this space is 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 all relatively new to me. Um, it's a journey, I suppose, that started off around six or seven months ago, where I started to learn a bit more about the space and the metaverse and what 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 actually the metaverse was. I think one of the first things I typed into into Google search was was what is a metaverse. You know, I had no idea about what went on in there. Um, and the further I delved into it, and 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 the further I dug. Um, you know, I understood more about the the space and what it was about, and the communities that was that was growing in the projects, and these communities within the projects, and how they were growing, and how quickly they were growing. Um, and one thing that came apparent to me was was from right from the start was, you know, just the environment and and how friendly and 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 such a, a friendly based community everyone was. Everybody wanted to help. Everybody wanted to guide people in the right direction, and that's the first thing that really stuck out for me. Um, you know, we've been with social media these days and, and, and how toxic it can be. Um it, it has its flaws. So I think for me coming over to this space was was incredibly refreshing for me. Um and it also, you know, the, the the communities that I got involved in from the start, um, you know, I've minted some of the NFTs and, you know, they hold utilities which is which is pretty awesome too. But um yeah, so the more the more I understood about the project and different projects that were going on and how the space worked, how the space developed. And, and it's going to be absolutely, it's already huge now, but it's going to be even bigger in the future. Um, yeah, it was exciting for me. And it was something that I wanted to be a part of and, and really create something for myself. Um, and that's when I got in contact and touch with 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 the entourage guys who, who we've worked with, who have been amazing. Um, and we've we've come up with this really cool project that we've got going, the Red Lion Sports Club, uh, which we're really proud of. Um, it's early days um, but we're you know something we're really proud of and we want to make it work and it will work it's going to be something that's exciting for for sports fans around the world um, it's not just a, a football club it's a, a sports club where you know everybody can get involved and it's 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 going to be we've got some pretty awesome things coming li- and lined up um, so yeah that's pretty much my background um, a brief one but yeah something that I'm really excited about and and, and can't wait to really you know really start um delving into the project and um, you know interacting with these these fans that are going to want to be in the space.
0: Yeah, I love that, and I think I can speak on behalf of everyone in this space right now and everyone that listens back. Uh, we're glad to have you phil, and I think it's important just for the education standpoint to have players like yourself join the space um, and just talk openly about the space. Uh, we're also joined by Andy from Red Lion Sports Club as well. Andy, just want to introduce yourself quick yeah, cheers Finley. Um yeah, I'll keep it, I'll keep it brief, but um
2: joined Entourage last September, um having worked in sponsorship for a, for an agency before that. And um yeah, since joining Entourage we've we've sort of specialized in uh in creative content and then we've sort of pivoted towards web three and kind of like alongside uh JJ who's also listening in on this space, we've um we've written a white paper and then the conversation with Phil just kind of happened very organically at a time when the white paper was kind of coming to uh coming to like kind of finalization and it was an opportunity for us to kind of put what we'd put down on paper into into action and kind of try and um and basically take theory and uh and apply it so yeah it's really exciting for us as well and um it's been it's been great having uh Phil alongside us because he's been so open and so involved and I know there's a lot of projects out there where maybe footballers just put their name to something but this is certainly not a case of that uh Phil's been Phil's been there from the second we started, and um, he's been on Zoom calls, chatting chatting things through and getting involved as as much as he possibly can. So, yeah, it's been great so far.
0: Yeah, that's great. Did you want to just give a quick introduction uh, of what Red Lion Sports Club is um, and maybe just like the short to midterm roadmap? Like, what does the next few weeks look like? And then beyond that, what does Red Lion Sports Club look like? Yeah, sure. So,
2: uh, Red Lion Sports Club is... Well, we're planning to create a, a community of athletes and fans that can hang out inside a virtual virtual sports club or clubhouse in the Metaverse. Um, and from that sports club, there'll be a lot of opportunities. Um, I mean, obviously, with with almost any NFT project, community is is at the center of everything. So the opportunity to be in a community where you're rubbing shoulders with people like Phil, but we're also looking to onboard other athletes. We're, we're utilizing connections that that we've got across the industry to to bring on board other talent. Um, we've already uh, signed up two presenters, Rachel Stringer and Naveed Haroon, who will be creating content on behalf of the community. And the community will have a huge say in kind of how that content is produced, what the content is produced around, but can be able to audition to, to co-host shows alongside Phil. So for example, if you're an up and coming sports content creator, um, you could, if you owned a Redline NFT, audition to co-host the, a pre-match show leading up to, I don't know, the the start of the new Premier League season where you're chatting about sort of ambitions for the season and we've got a number of different, you know, Premier League and ex-Premier League footballers. Um, so it's like a, a huge opportunity for for upcoming talent to, to get involved and we really want that to be kind of a unique selling point. Um, and on top of that, like, The the Metaverse location, which we should have some announcements about in the next week or so, Um, there's plans to create sort of ticketed events within that location. So whether that's like World Cup after parties or uh, DJ sets or watch alongs where the community will get access for free, but we'll also be able to generate sort of gate receipts through selling tickets to, to people that aren't holders and then use the revenue from the tickets to help fund experiences and events for the community members. So I'd say that's probably uh, an overview of, of where we want to get to. At this point in time, we're, we're obviously trying to build up a following and um, build that, that sort of base community and the pre-sale will happen uh, fairly soon. And then once the pre-sale is successfully completed, there'll be a public sale. So the pre-sale will be 444 and then the public sale will be a further 4,000. Um, but yeah, there'll be lots of announcements on that. So just follow the account Phil speaking from the red Lion account and you'll be uh, you'll be in good hands to uh hear about all of those updates
0: yeah that's great I remember when Sean first reached out to me about red Lion sports club um and I love the project I love the mission and I think with the way the world's going uh everything's becoming more digital um and I think especially after COVID and after lockdown something like red Lion sports club definitely has uh, more of a use case uh I, I did want to ask Phil what uh what kind of prompted you into joining Red Lion Sports Club, starting it? Uh what did that look like? I know you're obviously very busy with football. Um I know my one very short year as a professional I was playing Fortnite. So completely different <laughs> to joining the metaverse and doing an NFT project. Love to kind of know how you got into it.
1: Yeah, I started off um obviously there was a lot of talk around the changing rooms and you hear different little things about NFTs and you know, It was all new to me, it's still all new to me right now. You know, I'm still learning things every single day in this space. Um, but I started to get involved in a couple of projects. Um, I think the early one I got involved in was a project called the Private Jet Pajama Party Club, um, which was, was quite cool. There's like these funky little owls that hold utilities, and now they've just released a, a ladies' one as well. Um, so yeah, I got involved in that and I really tried to understand what the space was all about. I mean, you've seen quite a lot of athletes at the minute who have who have um done their own thing, done their own little projects or NFTs, but, you know, not, I don't think I wanted to make sure that I really understood the space and I really didn't just, just dive into something that I wasn't sure about and, and didn't really fully understand. So understanding the process of what I needed to go through to, to get to where I am now, really. And um, once I started to follow these projects uh, on the Discord channels and on social media platforms, then, you know, it became apparent to me that I wanted to do something myself um, and me being me when I, when I strongly want to do something, I believe in something then I, I try and go and do it. And, and I, um, this was something that I, I fully wanted to follow through, which is why we got in touch with Entourage. Um And we created um, the Redline Sports Club. And it's like I said previously, it's something that we're really proud of. Um, and we're, you know, we want to grow um, and we want the, the fans and, and the people to be there who, who have a genuine interest and want to be there. And um, we want them to have a big influence on the things we create and the things we do in, in, in in our metaverse um have some fun as well you know it's about having fun um you know there's gonna be a lot of cool things lined up um some exciting things um some exciting people to bring on board and collaborate with um we've worked with an amazing artist called dodds who who has created some some really cool um artwork that you know because it's it's about the, the artwork right it's about the the artwork as well as what the artwork the utilities hold so um so we think they're really cool. We think that the, the people who are gonna get on board are really gonna enjoy them and, and like them. And um and yeah, like I said, just to be be a part of be a part of our club. We've got um a really good thing going on and we want people to be a part of that.
0: Yeah, that's great. You mentioned something then just about the talk around the football club of NFTs. I would love to kind of know what the current talk is between footballers because I know fans in general, there seems to be this Backlash against NFTs, which I mean, is, is almost understandable when you don't really uh, take the time to look beyond the face value of what the media is saying. But but what's the talk between the people at the club and footballers?
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's a very it's all very new to to, to sort of footballers at the minute. I don't think well, I assume that I don't think many people understand fully what what it actually is and what what that space is about. Um, so I think that from our part from our side as well, the Redline Sports the club is is really understanding how how to make these people understand you know really um, educating them in the space and, and, and getting them involved but educating them as well as getting them involved and as well as them having fun and interacting with, with people in our in our channels um, so that's one of the big reasons that one of the big you know question questions I asked was how do we how do we educate these people how do we make these people realize that what we're doing is not just something that's um, for the sake of doing or as we keep as, as the, the cliche say goes in the NSC space it's not just a pump and dump this is something that's this is a project that has longevity um, and something that we want to make work. and it's about educating those people and bringing them into the space and, and teaching them and what it's about. And you know, similar to, to how I started, I didn't have a clue how to create wallets, how to, how to go and mint things, and you know it was all getting frustrating, and if you, you know we, if we can't do something, in life, it's, it's very frustrating when you want to be able to do it. So education is, is, is a huge part of, of what we're
2: trying to achieve in the, in the club as well yeah and just to just to add to that quickly like i'd say like one of the big compliments for nfc fc when i first came across it um, was that i think the way that you've educated and sort of articulated the proposition of what you're offering your users is like it avoids a lot of the jargon and it kind of felt more accessible to to the sort of general football fan than a lot of other nfc projects um so it would be interesting like as a project that's more developed to kind of get your take on on educating people in the space and people that are open to the to sort of learning. Cause I'm sure there's a huge crossover in terms of the audiences that we're, we're looking to reach, hence the kind of collaboration.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, I, it was pretty immediate to NFGFC when we first started. Um, we had a launch back in at the end of November last year and it, it was pretty clear how early the space was. Uh, we, we did quite a bit of community building originally um and we've actually partnered with overtime from the united states who have quite a big football following themselves um and just observing some of the comments we were getting um and some of the current media behind the nft space it was pretty clear that there was almost like a backlash and a resistance against the space Um, and we kind of took a step back after that launch and just observed why people were feeling that um and what was currently being done to help onboard those people And I don't think there was uh, much being done uh, to educate and help on board, especially football fans. I think football fans in general, Phil, you probably witnessed this as well. They just tend to any kind of new technology um, doesn't tend to be well recepted in the football community. I think football being a sport that's just so ingrained with its history. um, I think they tend to just stick to what they know, which is understandable. Uh, but for NFT FC especially, and, and it's why I, I love what you guys are doing at Red Lion Sports Club, um, everything we're doing is to help benefit the community and the players. Um, obviously, there's parts of the project where we want to succeed as well, but in order for these NFT projects and Web3 projects to succeed, they really need to be putting their community first. And I think um, there, there's very few projects that will win short-term, uh, all those rug pull projects that you hear about in the media. But the true... Uh, NFT projects that will excel are the ones that are going to be putting their community um, at the forefront of everything they do. And, and that's definitely something we've been trying to do at NFTFC. And I think like Phil touched on a, a big part of that is going to be um, the education boarding. Um, and it's extremely difficult with the current state of the UI and the UX. It's not the easiest to use and get into. Um, but I strongly encourage everyone, if you haven't, yet done your research and delved into Web3 projects and and how they aim to benefit communities, I strongly suggest you do that. Um, And just look into projects like Red Lions Sports Club, NFTFC and just look at how we're trying to achieve our goals. Uh, I know I can speak from NFTFC's point of view. Uh, How we're going to be successful long term is how much value we can provide our community. Um, And at the end of the day, we're a community-led project um, and our mission is to form a community of football fans that come together to try and achieve that shared mission of supporting these upcoming players. Um, And fingers crossed if if these upcoming players go on to have successful careers, then we can sit back and enjoy uh, the early support we were giving them. Um, I mean, I know Andy, you write a lot of sports media. I'd love to kind of get your take on why you think there is a backlash uh, in the football community against NFTs.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, I think, it's quite interesting. I mean, having worked with Overtime, you probably see this a bit yourself, but I think there's a very different response within the American audience compared to the European or particularly the UK audience when it comes to NFTs. And I think a lot of it comes down to the way sport is perceived in those markets. So sport is seen as a business in the US, whereas when you try to talk about sport as a business in the UK, you are met with a lot of hostility. So anything that's seen to make money is almost seen as bad within the Within the UK people kind of just want like a billionaire to come in and just throw money at something and as soon as it's as soon as there's discussions on like how can we create revenue um, I think there's a much more negative response within the UK audience generally So I think that's one aspect like if you look at the reaction to for example Overtime's other project that they've just done the Bracket X one I feel like it's been received fairly well and I think it probably comes down to the sport. Like, the fact NBA were first. Dapper Labs did quite a good job um, with Top Shot. And then you now have a load of other people, like, sort of sports teams jumping on the same bandwagon doing collectibles, and they're not received anywhere near as well. So I think um, perhaps there's more openness to innovation within certain sports than other sports. It's probably one aspect. And then the other part is that, like, Dapper Labs were kind of working in clean air. Like, there wasn't as much sort of crap out there as there is now like there's there's a lot of like there's a lot of shit as well as some very good projects and therefore it's hard for new people in the space to distinguish between them and sometimes it's just a case of like can we pay an athlete enough to put their weight behind this um get as much money out of it as possible and leave and then other times there's authentic connections through the athletes it's interesting to see which athletes are in the space actively engaging with the projects kind of trying to learn and which ones are just putting their names to projects in exchange for sort of minimum guarantees or, or one-off payments.
0: Yeah, it's definitely an interesting conversation. Um, And I think uh, over time football followers, there are a lot from the U S but even those supporters as well, we had had a tough time trying to onboard them into the NFT community. I think what you just said is true. It, Unfortunately, it's a slim few that come into the space for the wrong reasons, for the short term, that that do ruin it for the rest of the people that are trying to build um, legitimate projects. Um, yeah. yeah, we we definitely that, that's been the hardest part for us is is trying to convince football fans that we're in it for the right reasons. I mean, you even look at Wagme United who just acquired um, Crawley Town. I had a back and forth debate with one of uh, a lifelong Crawley Town fan. Uh, on on one of these tweets the other day and I think what they failed to realize was they thought it was just a bunch of random internet people that had bought into Wagme United and are taking over Crawley Town with little to no football experience and I think that's where a lot of people get it wrong and and for me especially these last six months of just observing the the football web three space these people that are buying into projects like Wagme United they're not just people trying to get a quick buck. They're lifelong sports fans who have been around the game for years and years. And a lot of them have a lot more to give than just being passive observers. Um, And I think that's where Web3 gets really interesting. And it's looking at the community members more than just consumers. They've actually all got a lot more to add. Um, I really think they will get it right and kind of show footballing world that it's not just random internet people. I mean, these people are really down. Um, and, and for me especially, I've uh, been I mean, with data factory workers in its early days and it's always been a game for people to go on the weekend and enjoy um, almost an escape from their day-to-day job. And I think Web3 is going to slowly shift that back to the people um and just enhance the overall relationship between the players and the supporters that's definitely something we're trying to do um at nftfc just on that as well i mean i'd love to get phil's kind of take on, on what he thought he, he mentioned something originally at the start about it being such in such a receptive community that's definitely something that stood out to me when i first got into the space how positive uh they were i just wanted to Phil, maybe if you could just shed some light on, on what else stood out in the NFT space. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the big one for me,
1: um, was the the friendly environment. I mean, oh, I remember writing something on the Discord channel and when I first started the project in the Project Pajama Party Club, and I was a bit skeptical of what people might say, or and then everybody's firing back at answers, and, oh, go to this site, go to that site, um, tagging links to go to the official website and all these things. And I was just like, wow, <laughs> like these people actually want to help me. Like, like you, I've never had this in that place before. So that was a big eye opener for me, that was a big pull for me that this, this space is, is, is a fantastic space to be and These people really genuinely want to help you like around and, and help you navigate yourself around the discord channels, navigate yourself around the metaverse. So yeah, I thought that was, that was an incredible pull for me. Um And that's again, something that, I think we've we both touched on that we're both trying to really really grow is that that that, that community that everybody can feel like they're, they're genuinely part of the community and feel strong feel feel like a strong you're a strong person in that community and it's not just something that we're just trying to create and and then two months down the line it's not it's going nowhere and there's been no engagement and all that sort of stuff like i said from day dot when i when i first um, started to speak to entourage that i want to be at the forefront of this project like I genuinely want to engage with these fans and have an interaction with these fans who have a genuine interest in being there. Um, and and that's something that, that I feel passionate about. And, you know, going forward, that's, that's one thing that I, I will make sure that, you know, people have uh, in our community have a high level of engagement with with the people at Redline Sports Club who, who, who have, who have set this project up. Um, and I think it's the, you know, to be transparent is, is, is massive as well. People need to know in the community what's going on. There's nothing worse than a community not knowing what's going on and um, what times this and what times that, and can't navigate themselves around the space and it's complicated and you get frustrated. And then next minute, you know, it's like that toy you had at Christmas where you didn't know how to work it. So you just, you just sort of, put it to the side but you really wanted to play with it you just couldn't be bothered to to learn how to learn how to use it so yeah that's that's a big one for us we're, we're you know we're really excited about like i said what we've built and what the project that we've got going on and um yeah i'm, I'm super super excited
0: uh, i did want to get your take uh on discord did you see that as a barrier to entry when you first got into the spares did that's what sorry as a barrier to entry because i know a, a lot of people that haven't used discord uh, I tend to not like it, so I'd love to get your thoughts on when you first got in. Did you did you have problems with Discord? Or?
1: I, did, I didn't have any problems with it. It was just it was just very hard at first to understand what what it what it was for. So I just I assumed it was like a WhatsApp for people who wanted to get involved in Web three projects. Um, <laughs> so, but no, the more you understand, the more you know, the more you can um, get to grips with with what it is. But I think Discord's fairly easy to use now, and I say that having used it for the last six months, but again that's part of educating people on how to um, create create wallets and whatever crypto you're using and um how to how to connect the wallets to, to when, when you're going on to mint and i think all these things like go over people's heads because when i started i mean it sounds so basic probably to everybody who's listening today but it's it was you know, it went over my head when when i was trying to mint things and you know you get frustrated and you can't do anything and you really want to be a part of the project but you don't know how to work it and so education is massive which we've already touched on and um yeah I think that's um I think that's the key going forward to to really entice people but to to really make people understand what we're what we're about
0: yeah and I also think you touched on another good thing there uh, before as well is it it's a way for players projects um, to interact with fans as well and i I think a lot of people kind of get lost on the financial gains and and projects trying to trying to make some more money out of their community members but when you actually delve into what these NFTs are offering, they're offering individual experiences that weren't possible otherwise. Um, And that's a big one at NFTSC as well. It's it's not only people providing support for upcoming players, but then how do we actually go about enhancing that relationship uh, between players uh, and supporters? And I think, what you're doing at red line sports club is something similar as well with the games you're going to be putting on and the people that are going to be hosting those games. It's a way for fans to actually interact with their favorite players um, and presenters. Um,
1: what was it made that, what was it made you that um, you wanted to start an fc
0: It was similar to you when I first got, I first became interested in NFTs just purely from uh, the design point of view. So apart from football, I like doing graphic design. So that's, where my initial interest was. But when I actually started investing my own money into it, I was in a similar situation to you where I had no idea about discord, had no idea how to set up a wallet, didn't know what a gas fee was. Um, And I was literally, I was just asking questions in in the discord. And I was so surprised that all these random people that I had no clue who they were, were being so helpful, messaging me privately, sending me links, helping me get set up. And I think overall it was just a positive an enthusiastic place, um, and I mean, it's just such a change to the traditional social media. If you just read the comments section on all the posts, it's just all this toxicity. Um, and I'm a, I, I definitely dislike the current state of the media and how negative it tends to be. So for me, NFTs was just such a refreshing uh, place to be. And when I delved more into it and, and figured I wanted to start my own project, I just thought about football fans and, and how kind of enthusiastic they can be towards their own team. So that's where the interest in, in starting a football NFT project kind of came from. And and when we first started, there were very few projects that were kind of doing football NFTs. So that was a big factor. Um, and my initial journey as well, for the people that don't know when I was 18, I went back to England to play professional football. Not not quite at the level feels that. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> So I was at Bristol Rovers for about six weeks uh, in pre-season and then went to play for Gateshead in the conference league. Um, And yeah, just from the experience I had at Gateshead in 2018 and 2019, there were a lot of kind of issues with the owners of the clubs um, and basically everything I was earning was going into the bills I had to pay. And unfortunately, it just led to my journey being cut short um, and I'm sure, Phil, you've heard of a lot of other players as well. Just the retention uh, rate at, at that age is just awful. And for players that have dedicated their whole life to that sport, it's just so unfortunate. And, and I was definitely one of those players that was left with not really knowing what to do, um, which is where the interesting graphic design came about. Um, but yeah, that was definitely when I first started NFTSC. It was how do I go about supporting players that were in a similar situation to that? because um, I know personally a big question I will always have is is what if I had that support uh, when I was at said, would have my career looked a little bit different um, so that's the big kind of driver for NFDSC um, but but like we were talking about as well it's then how do we go about the, the people that do provide the, that support for upcoming players is how do we benefit them long term as well
1: yeah, no I agree with that I agree with that
0: um yeah, I, I think it's definitely um, – it's projects like ours that are trying to benefit uh, communities and sports fans that are really going to try and change the direction of the space. Um, Andy, I would kind of love to get your thoughts on, on what you think needs to be done in terms of education. Um, I, I know probably what we're doing right now with Phil is probably a big one as well. Um, but, yeah, if you could touch on that a little and what you think needs to be done. Yeah, I
2: think um... – in terms of education, um, definitely heading in the right direction. Obviously, like I think a few of the a few of the big club projects that happened recently could have perhaps um, leaned more into the educational side. Like for example, the Liverpool one. So like uh, Liverpool tried to sell over a hundred thousand NFTs. I think they ended up selling just under ten thousand, um, and they didn't kind of require a crypto wallet. You could buy it with a credit card. I think that they could have taken a lot of inspiration from Fnatic, which is a gaming organization that released a similar number. I think it's actually an unlimited number of NFTs, but um, they basically released them for free or they released a version that was free for their fans. So it just massively increases wallet adoption. So you could download the Fnatic NFT for free if you downloaded a Metamask wallet. At that point, you've then been through the process of buying an NFT. You can then experience the benefits, although they were fairly minimal, like discounts and access to a few bits of content, I think. Um but basically like at that point they've onboarded, you know, however many tens of thousands of fans for wallets. And then from there, there's the opportunity further down the line to monetize or to sell upgrades on that original freebie, where fans that then understand the space better are in a better position to say, Yes, I want to spend fifty, hundred, two hundred dollars on this digital asset. Or actually, no, this probably isn't for me. So I think a lot of it comes down to just kind of short-termism from from rights holders, and that kind of comes from the way that they're incentivized to work. So I think a lot of inspiration can be taken from those from those esports teams, because there's another one as well. Uh, hundred Thieves is gave away free NFTs to, to all their fans to celebrate. Yeah, winning some kind of competition. So I think, yeah, a lot can be taken from that. Like freebies, I think tying, um, tying NFTs to, to real life kind of utility in terms of like tying it to ticketing or, um, you know, like proof of, proof of attendance. NFTs, I think, could be a good way to go for, for sports teams just to kind of like increase awareness because I think there's a lot of value in that, right? Like people collect tickets, people collect match programs, but now that you mostly go to games and just get a QR code on your phone, no one really collects QR codes. So there's definitely a space for, for a digital asset where you can save the fact that you've been to a specific game, right? Like if you've come over from, from Australia to watch a Man United game, you kind of want like some kind of piece of memorabilia, whether that's physical or digital, that you can hold that proves you were at the game when United won or... Or if you were at a game when someone was making their debut and then like 10 years down the line, you can be like, look, I've proved that I was at that game when this like soon-to-be star made his debut. Um, Because those kind of things are things that football fans understand and kind of like already crave. So it's kind of like just providing what they already do in a new way. Um, So I think that's probably one area where it's not necessarily education. It's just kind of like, it's kind of onboarding and just kind of like tying it to things that are already... Understood in the space. Um, and I think a lot of the projects that have done well have tied to in real life events. And I think Red Lion Sports Club will, will aim to do that too, in terms of throwing in real life events and offering prizes that are uh, in real life. So, for example, Phil's kindly putting up uh, tickets to his box at Old Trafford for, for winners of, uh, of a prize draw. So, so, certain NSE holders will be drawn at random to win pair of tickets to to go to a game at Old Trafford and sit in sit in Phil's box. I mean, utility like that isn't really utility that you can even buy. Like, I, I mean, if you're rich enough, maybe, but but for the for the general fan, it's not something that's like that's really going to be possible. Or or the chance to go and play around a round of golf with Phil, or or if we bring a pro golfer in to to go play around a round of golf with them. Like, there's things that that um, that NFTs enable in terms of like rewarding engagement and rewarding genuine fandom that can't really be done in the web 2 world so i think that's really where where projects need to lean in and that's where i think NFTs is going as well but that's definitely somewhere where where the red line sports club is 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 looking heavily at
0: yeah i think you made some really good points there definitely on the free nfts i think with the liverpool one especially that was just such a big kind of opportunity miss for them i think with the fan base that they've got and how kind of passionate their fans are, they definitely missed an opportunity. That's, that's something I thought when I kind of saw that they were selling their NFTs, that they could have kind of helped the space a lot by giving out those NFTs for free or at least giving them out to free uh, for the current uh, members of the club especially. Um, and the tickets especially, I think that's going to be another big opportunity for clubs as well. And not only tickets for the individual games as well, um, but memberships as well. And what would it look like if you offered different levels of memberships, um, with the biggest levels offering you more access, uh, like you said, experiences, uh, experiences with players. Uh, I think another one as well is is maybe offering kits as NFTs as well, and it's just something, something small like that, which just gives gives kind of fans something to flex, talk about, show off, uh, with everything becoming more digital as well if you can actually buy the physical kit as well and have your NFT, perhaps wear it around the metaverse as well. Um,
2: yeah. In like Fortnite, right, have like sold millions of dollars worth of like NFL kits as skins and they're not even transferable. So you could imagine how valuable it would be if your NFT kit was, was something that you could put onto your NFT avatar. Like you could almost change your NFT avatar to be wearing the kit if you, if you buy that as a separate NFT. That's the kind of thing that, that I think has already been talked about by Nike in terms of like buying, buying sort of trainers that you can wear in the metaverse, but then also having the physical version as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a I, that's I, a good I point.
2: Think, I think that's a big one.
1: What, what you touched on Andy, is that you know you look at Fortnite and you look at all these these games. If we go down the e gaming route, where you know these 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 kids or these these guys or whoever however old they are, they're spending hard earned money on on. And things that they don't even own and a new a new game comes out and they have to do the exact same thing to get those skins or get the skins they want or or get the trainers they want in that so so imagine owning something that you have access to to be able to put that into hopefully different e-games going going down going down the line in the future is is is, is great right imagine i mean imagine owning one of your nfts or one of our nfts and being able to use that in in a game I and mean, that's that's part of it and not not just paying for something that you can have you can't have any impact whether that is in the game or not um I think that I think that's big. I think that's really big I think that's something that um definitely we're looking to do is is to be able to use our entities in in games in the future and and being able to you know not only does it hold utility but you, you're able to use it as well um, yeah I think that I think that's a big one
0: yeah uh, it's definitely a really good point and I think Fortnite just kind of showed the use case uh, for the Metaverse and Web3. Um, and it, it kind of plays into like that rewarding fandom. Like These kids are spending so much time uh, and even money on, on games like Fortnite. And it it's almost like their items in Fortnite are worth more to them than actually going outside and, and playing games like football in, in real life. So it, it's kind of playing into that market as well. But I mean, what you're going to see now is... Is the idea of like participate to earn. Like Fortnite could quite easily have their own token where all their digital collectibles are bought as NFTs with their token. Um and, and basically allows them to then resell on the NFTs and actually start to like get real money for the time that they're putting into these apps. And I think mm-hmm. it kind of benefits everyone, not only the the players themselves that get to sell on their NFTs and get rewarded for their time, but also the projects as well. They start to earn Secondary uh, sales profits as well. So, mm. that, uh, I, think, I
1: think a, I think a, the the the, the artwork's got to be cool. I mean, okay, we, the utilities have got to be great, but the, the artwork's got you got to like the artwork to start with, and then you've got the utilities, and then you've got the chance to be able to use that, use your avatar, use your entity in the metaverse. Is yeah, is it's, it's got to be the way forward.
2: And just to add to that as well, like I think your point about financial incentive, like incentive. Uh, uh, is like really big, too, because if you look at like the projects that have succeeded in the NFT space, a lot of them will put some form of financial incentive into their into their roadmap so like whether that's like the fact that the player that you support if you become an FC holder goes on to become a professional and there's an opportunity to potentially benefit from that because the value of your NFT goes up because you get to be the person that's holding one of the original player cards that says i was supporting this guy from when he was 15 and playing on the streets right to to if you're in the red line sports club and early and you're supporting the project and engaging with the project and then we start throwing events with different athletes and djs and selling like almost like pay-per-view tickets for people to come attend our metaverse and and watch some content or or hang out or or there's a a concert or whatever it is right then or even if it's self-sponsorship right like it will become something that if we build the brand the way we want to build the brand, then it will become a brand that other brands want to associate with. So if we're in a a red line sports bar in the metaverse, hosting content on on a big screen TV, what's to say we can't sell the sponsorship rights to a consumer electronics company like Samsung who are then the provider of the virtual TV. And they use that as an activation for them in terms of sponsorships, they're associating with the brand the same way they associate with brand so i think there's there's so many opportunities to to benefit financially from your involvement and your engagement and i think that's why it's so exciting is because for the last decade or more people have put all this time and energy into building these communities on social without getting any reward back like it doesn't matter if you were the first person to follow a musician when they were 14 and supported them their whole their whole you don't benefit any more than the fan that heard them on radio one last weekend and gave them a follow right so i think that's another huge part of this is, is kind of your, your level of engagement and your level of kind of um, involvement with the community actually has the ability for you to then be rewarded um, yeah.
0: financially. I think that's, a, that's the biggest part, especially for the use case with, with football communities as well. I mean, football communities and, and fan bases are some of the most passionate in the world and they devote so much time an effort to the teams that they support. And and traditionally, the rewards you get back are just the ability to be able to watch them and say you support them and talk about them. But when these clubs and communities start to realise that they can actually start to give back to communities and also benefit themselves, I think that's where football yeah. and N- NFTs will really take off. And it's, it's kind of something we want to tap into at NFTSC. And, and it's kind of marrying the two ideas of rewarding fandom, but also the idea of allowing football supporters to participate without actually having to buy NFTs. And I think a big part of our platform is going to be the community members and our fans being able to say and have a vote on who we support um, and actually being rewarded financially for, the, for their kind of time that they spend on our platform voting for the players. So incentivizing people to come on and vote. And, and these people, they won't even have to own an NFT. We can just give back tokens um, for their time coming on voting. And I think that's where our project will get interesting is a whole community of football fans deciding which upcoming player they want to support and they see the value in. Yeah. yeah. I think
2: those. I think there's um, opportunities to be decision makers is definitely like a highly appealing part to this. And I don't know how much we touched on it, but the idea of the red line sports club is there'll be a boardroom, which allows people to vote on, you know, what content we create, what events we throw, which sports we focus on, which guests we bring in, everything like that. So I think, yeah, I completely agree with you on that. Like the idea that the community helps drive the direction of the project and has an action involvement in where it goes makes complete sense because that's who you're, that's who you're working for essentially. So it makes sense as as almost like a content house that you create content that your fans demand and, and want to see, like rather than kind of create it and hope that that's then, along the lines of what they actually wanted, which is kind of what happens now.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a big part of onboarding as well, just that rewarding uh, time and effort and, and financial incentives without without actually having to buy NFTs. Um, there's a project called XG Studios that are doing it as well, where they're actually giving back tokens to the teams that sign up to their platforms. Um, so I think that's going to be an interesting one as well, is not only the education, but also saying to communities and people that you can be involved in the project without actually having to jump through all those steps and buy the NFTs is is we can actually show you that we're going to provide you value first um, and then hope that they want to join the community and get more involved uh, in the project. Uh, but I think it also gets a little bit risky for projects as well. And I think a lot of projects are going to have to think about this one and it's, it's not rewarding uh, financial incentives for every action because I think there's a large part of people that want to help just for the sake of helping and i think when you yeah. tend to reward financial incentives especially for every small action then the focus kind of gets drawn away from the actual mission of the project
2: yeah of course i think i think a lot of the a lot of the financial incentive is just as you provide more and more utility to the project the value by the floor price of the whole collection increases because people it's more so after right people want to be there more so i don't think it's a case of necessarily like paying people for everything they do but like cumulatively if everyone is making this a really great place to be then the demand to be part of that project goes up and then you are actually rewarded for that even if it's kind of like not on purpose um
0: yeah yeah i definitely agree and it it's really interesting as well because i think what you just said then it plays into uh, rewarding the people that are earliest and that's kind of where the project needs to try and reward financial incentives the most because it's it's almost like a startup and it, it's encouraging more people to come and be involved in the project so i think that's definitely a big one for everyone listening as well as if you're on the fence kind of listening uh and not sure whether to get into football and nfts i think now is the perfect time to do your research look into these projects and actually get involved because this will be the time that you are rewarded the most when projects are in their early days and they have these long-term missions and are so dedicated to the project. I think there's only one way um, for people that jump into the space and that and that's winning long-term.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Anything else you wanted to add
1: on? No, I totally agree with, with everything you said there. I think it's important that everyone wants to feel love. Everyone likes being loved there. So well, the community needs to feel that as well and being transparent and being upfront with everything that you're doing is, is, is hugely important for us, for, for yourselves. Um, and that way the community feels part of something that you're, you're building together. And, and, and yeah, there's, there's, there's a couple of really good projects that
0: that I've got going on here. Yeah. It's going to be an exciting one for sure. Uh, Well, we might start wrapping it up then. Uh, yes, oh, and well, we could find the Red Line Sports Club. Sorry, I didn't quite catch that. I was just saying, if anybody wanted to get more involved in Red Lines Sports Club, uh, where would they find you guys, yes. and what does the launch launch plan look like for you guys?
2: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I think the best way is to to follow the account Phil speaking from Red lines uh and to check out the website Redlandsportsclub.xyz, um, and you'll find all the information you need on there.
0: Okay, cool. Do you guys have anything else to add before we wrap up?
1: No, I'm cool. I'm cool. I think it's been uh, it's been a good talk. It's been interesting. Um,
0: but yeah, no, I'm good. Cool. All right. Well, we'll start to wrap up then. Phil, Andy, thanks for your time. Uh, it's been a great chat. I think it's definitely going to be helpful for people listening. Uh, if you ever do want to ask any more questions, feel free to reach out to Red Lion Sports Club or NFDSC, um on Twitter, Red Lion SC XYZ or nftsc 21 um, And then you can find both of our discords on there as well. But yeah, if you've got any questions, feel free to reach out. Uh, and once again, guys, thanks for your time.
2: Thank you.